Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. DFS, DFS, DFS. Let's talk about DFS from a guy that uh, actually wins. Playing DFS, we told you, DailyRoto.com, it's a $1 a month, and uh, even if you signed up on uh, the last day of the month, it would still be worth it, that uh, $1 one to month. get all the optimizers, projections, live chats, and analysis uh, from experts like uh, Drew Dinkmeyer, who joins us on Red Heat and Rage slash lineup lock live. Drew, thanks for taking uh, some time to be with us, man. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, guys. Good stuff, good stuff. So, you know, I, when it comes to baseball, I find it, uh, it's, there's so many players, it is, you know, it's very difficult, and I find myself, I get caught up with my own eyeball test uh, too much, or, all right, this guy's doing great, this guy has a great track record against yeah. the pitcher, and recently I've been trying to just sort of embrace myself and surrender to the numbers. For you... Is it a cross between what the math says and what your gut instinct says? Do you come down to the best options of what the optimizer is saying and say, well, I like this guy better than this? You know, walk walk people through how they can use these optimizers and the tools and fantasy projections if they're not just doing a straight, like, you know, lineup projector. Yeah, so I think the the challenges with using even optimizers in, in baseball is, like, our top, like, 30 or 40 lineups on any given night are going to be projected like one to two points apart. They're all going to be projecting super, super tight. Um, So what I think projections and what optimizers help you do is I think what they do is they help sort out a player pool for you and narrow down the list of options. You know, usually most most nights we're dealing with 15 games. That's, you know, a ton of hitters that you're having to sort through. Uh, Over 100 hitters that you're trying to figure out. It's uh, almost like a lottery combination. It feels right? that way. There's a lot of different numbers that can come up, right? Like there's, yeah, there's it, a lot of different it, variables. Yeah. It, it certainly feels that way. So I think what projections do well for you is that they can help you narrow down a player pool in terms of the options that you're focusing on. Now, you can do that without projections, too. I mean, there's easy ways to kind of do that by looking in on, you know, teams with the highest implied totals. So if you see a game yep. with a really high total, in a team that is favored in that game, they usually have a high implied total, like the Yankees tonight have the highest implied total on the slate. So there's some easy ways you can do that without projections. But I think what projections do a really helpful job of is trying to separate, you know, how good a hitter is in his situation uh, separate from how good his team is. And so a lot of times I think it's easy to kind of figure out which teams are going to be, again, generate some of the highest owned and highest projected hitters on the slate. But sometimes there's players, individual players, that just have great matchups themselves because of the skill set that they have and the opposing pitcher that they're going against and the bullpen that's behind that pitcher that really matches up well, and they might be on a team with an implied total of like four and a half. 
that just goes a little bit overlooked on the slate. And I think that's where projections can really help uh, differentiate. Do you find uh, that the – is one sport – is are the projections better for one sport? I'm not just talking about Daily Roto, but in general, are projections more or less accurate? Are, like, are different sports – more difficult to project even for the computers than, than others? Like, you know, for instance, like are baseball projections more accurate than football projections or basketball projections per se or golf projections? Yeah, so every sport has its own unique level of variance associated with it because of the unique scoring of the sport. And some sports have much more variance than others. So certainly it'll feel like projections are much more accurate relative to the other sports in a sport like basketball where there's hundreds of possessions in an individual game there's yeah. only five players yeah. on each side um the, the sport that has the most variance in terms of projecting is golf because golf has the cut in the middle of the week that just eliminates and wipes out half the field and so if you're not good enough in those first two rounds um you don't get the opportunity to score in the other two rounds i would say baseball and football are more kind of in the middle in terms of variance um, they're certainly scoring dependent. Like in football, a touchdown drives so much value. In baseball, a home run drives so much value. And you can see small iterations uh, in differences that make a huge impact in scoring. So, like, if my player hits a 410-foot fly ball to dead center field um, in Seattle, that's yeah. out. Yeah. Um, if they hit a 410-foot fly ball to right <laughs> field in Yankee Stadium, that's a home run. And it's a difference of 14 you points. Sound, or, you, you sound know, like – you sound like a gambler now. Yeah. This sounds what I say. <laughs> Come on, man. If I was in any other park, that's a home run. I just lost my bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah so that, in- yeah. that introduces variance in, in the projections for sure. Whereas in basketball, there's nothing like that, right? Like, okay, yeah, you, you rim out a three-pointer. It's only worth three points. It's not worth 14 or 18 points, depending on the score on the site that you're playing on. So it's just the, the scoring systems and the games are unique in their own rights. And, and with those games, they have different levels of, of variance associated with the projections. Let me ask you uh, then, um, you know, you mentioned out of 40 or 50 lineups yeah. on a typical baseball night, how many lineups would you have like on a, on just on a, on a routine night for you? Yeah, so it totally depends on, on the slate for me. Like tonight, there's a, a good lower stakes, uh, you know, GPP on DraftKings that has 150 entry max, and I'm going to throw 150 into that. Um, wow. Nights when I'm like hand, oh. hand building, nights when I'm like hand building lineups, I'm usually like building somewhere between three and 10. Um, but if I'm going to, if, if there's a low stakes GPP that I think has on a slate that I like the slate and I feel pretty confident in what I'm doing, um, I'll try to use the optimizer to generate a ton of lineups. So would the, wow. would your advice to be for the average guy that's tuning in right now, you know, a guy that wants to, you know, play daily fantasy and play baseball on a daily yeah. basis, but really let's be honest, isn't going to, he's not as smart as you are. And he's not putting 150. He doesn't have here. as many lineups as you do. He doesn't have the knowledge as you does, but he still knows what he's doing. He really is better off playing in the double ups, isn't he? The double ups, the head-to-heads. Would you say that for the average common guy that just wants to play this? That isn't like a huge math guy and doesn't, you know, doesn't have a ton of lineups. Is that the way to approach for like the, you know, in, in the gambling world, Drew, we call it squares and sharps. So for yep. you know the sort of square guy, is he better off just playing the double ups and and head-to-heads as opposed to even trying to win in these big tournaments? So there's, there's two routes to that. One is 
some of those double ups and head to heads. I mean, if you play a head to head against me, if you happen to yeah. land it against a pro like me, that's, that's not a that's particularly what, great. Situation that's why I don't like it. <laughs> do you do you play do you play the one dollar mm-hmm. ones and stuff too? No, I I play five dollars and up. Five dollars is. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I always think that uh, I'm like I'm like the sharks are still playing the two dollar ones. They're yeah. just putting yeah, in a bunch I mean, of them. <laughs> and look and look and look. It's not like five is a huge difference from one or two, but I I set the threshold. Uh, that's why I've been for. for for a while, um, but the sites have actually instituted that now, where if you've you know played a certain amount over the course of your career, you can only play certain dollar amounts. So the the sites have kind of caught up there a little bit. But I would say, getting back to the original question on you know if you're if you're trying to like kind of grind out a bankroll, certainly double ups and fifty fifties. If you can find them with a, a lot of participants in them, if you can find them with like hundreds of participants in them, and in football season you can find these all the time. Other sports, it's, it's, it's more difficult to find across different entry levels. Those are good contests to play because you only have to finish in the top half of the field. But also, there's only so many of people like me out there that are pros. And so you want to play in contests that, that the pros can't saturate the field with entries. How do we avoid people like you? If you can only get X, X amount of entries, 500 entries or whatever, you're not yeah. going to waste your entry spots with $2 current exactly. entries, right? Exactly. Sure. And there's, yeah. there's, also be, there's also beginner-only contests and different things like that that players can take advantage of as well. But I would really recommend, you know, I used to recommend that you really want to grind cash games, and there's a lot of value to be had grinding cash games because that's the way I did it. That's the way a lot of other pros did it. But there's more really sophisticated players playing now. So there's not always as much value in the cash games as there was before. I still think there's some really good value in like single entry GPPs, uh, three max entry GPPs. Now you're not going to be playing for a hundred thousand dollar first prize. You're going to be playing for like, you know, $700 first prize or a couple thousand dollar first prize or something like that. So, you know, your eyes got to get a little bit smaller if you want to play in the contest that you're going to have a little bit higher percentage. And those types of GPPs, as opposed to the double-ups, they bring you that upside that if you hit on the right night, um, you can really kind of grow the bankroll that way. All right, let's get down to uh, tonight. uh, Yes. And uh, a question is pretty much a a theme of the day. I see a lot of people are uh, either running to the window to bet on the New York Yankees against Bartolo (laughs) Colon tonight or want to stack uh, the New York Yankees against Bartolo Colon. But Bartolo Colon has been uh, deceivingly and deceptively actually not too bad, uh, to be honest, uh, Drew. What's your take on the Yankees stack versus Bartolo Colon uh, tonight? I think they'll certainly be the most popular stack on the slate, and I think there's a lot of good reason to that. The fact that you know Bartolo himself hasn't been too bad. He's been actually pretty good in terms of run prevention this season. But when Bartolo goes wrong, it's home runs. When the Yankees' offense goes right, it's home runs. And that's the way you can rack up a lot of points in DFS. Now, from a game theory perspective in GPPs, there's a question mark of, you know, at what ownership would they be a good play and at what ownership would they be a bad play? Because everything comes down to how owned a team is. If they were 50-plus percent owned in the GPPs, it would be a good play to not have them because yeah, if they yeah. fail, then you're more likely to ascend the leaderboard. But if they're going to be like 20%, then it's probably a good play because they're probably going to outpace the field, you know, more than two, uh, two or three times. So it's, it comes down to ownership. My instinct is in um, smaller stakes GPPs, they're going to be not high enough owned. And in higher stakes GPPs, they'll probably be over-owned. So 
I'm still going to play them in some higher stakes GPPs, but I'm going to differentiate elsewhere and, and try to be different at the positions that aren't Yankees or different at pitcher and stuff like that. Um, but I think they'll clearly be the most popular uh, stack on the slate. And I think honestly deserving. So they're, they're probably the most talented offense on the slate uh, top to bottom one through nine. And they are a team that fits well with what, you know, when Bartolo goes wrong, what they do well. Hey Drew, uh, what's a good contrarian play from the pitching tonight? And it's interesting when you look at home and road splits like Barrios of Minnesota's in my lineup tonight. A totally different pitcher at home is coming off 10 Ks the last game. Then on the road he gets shelled. Uh, what guys do you like there from a contrarian view? Because I know a lot of people. We talked about it, Renzi, and you talked about it going against Cologne. What are a couple guys on your radar? Yeah, I think Barrios and Bueller will be popular because I think they have low implied run totals against them. They're facing weaker opponents in general. Barrios is a guy that when he has the feel for the curveball, he just racks up tons of strikeouts. Um, so it's just a feel play. If he like, if he has the feel for the curveball, he's great. If he doesn't have the feel for the curveball, it's really annoying. Uh, the matchup with Detroit's really good. I think he's. He, I think him and Walker Bueller are two of the higher owned plays on on DraftKings. On FanDuel, I think Zach Renke will be higher owned. Um, because he's he's cheaper over there. The guy that I kind of like as a contrarian starting pitcher on this slate, and I don't think he normally would be contrarian, but I think he's getting overlooked a little bit in this slate just because the overall hitting environment is so strong in Texas is Masahiro Tanaka. Um, they have an implied total against it, four runs, so it's about a half run higher than all these other studs. The Rangers aren't a particularly great offense. They do strike out quite a bit. Um, although Arlington is obviously a tough pitching environment on the whole, he's accustomed to pitching in Yankee Stadium, so it's not like he's getting much of a park downgrade in any way, shape, or form. I think he's interesting from um, you know an upper-tier contrarian perspective. And then I think if you wanted to look into the really cheap kind of guys as a contrarian, I think uh, Herman Marquez for the Rockies, who is getting one of those big park upgrades, going from Colorado where he's accustomed to pitching into Los Angeles against a good Dodgers offense, the one that hasn't performed to expectation this year. They're healthier now, so it's a little bit of a tougher matchup. But Herman Marquez is pretty cheap, and he's one of those guys that I'll be using to differentiate in some GPP lineups tonight. Remember last year, guys, the Dodgers became the only team in Major League Baseball history to have uh, winning streaks of 15 uh, games or more and losing streaks of 15 games or more in the same season. I think the Dodgers are going to start to heat up a little bit. Uh, Puig, we'll see if Puig starts to turn it around. Now, Drew, being you can't mention contrarian, I wanted to be really contrarian on this, and I wanted to go with the kid Hernandez with Miami uh, tonight, but I just didn't have the, the nuts to do it. <laughs> Maybe if I play a couple of lineups, I like doing it. I'm, you know, I'm a gambling man, Drew, so I like being that guy that says, you know what, I'll take that dirt cheap pitcher that no one knows. I'll take the kid. I'll take a shot that he can get through five innings. You know, he threw, He's in a great matchup he tonight. Vargas' ERA is like 14 too, like, for the team total. I like it. He keeps it simple, yeah. too, in which, you know, Maddenly says, yeah, he just throws fastballs, but it works for the kid, and he throws strikes this kid, right? What do you think about just being total contrarian with a kid like Hernandez tonight? He's not He's not awful. I'll, I'll put it that way. He's in our top He's in our like top eight values because he's so cheap. Um, and he's got a good favorable home plate umpire, too, for pitchers as well. Um, and a good park, obviously, the you know, city field, as long as the temperatures are what they are today. And like the, So you mentioned 60s. umpires, Drew. Sorry to cut you off. We're running out of time. Yep. You mentioned umpires. So uh, gamblers look at uh, umpires for total yep. uh, purposes, right? This umpire, more overs. This umpire, more unders. But this is something that is part of your routine to know uh, the patterns of the crew and who's behind home plate. 
Yeah, we look at ball and strike percentages of missed calls, basically, to try to evaluate umpires. So we don't look specifically on over-unders. Um, we're looking more towards the ball strike level on umpires. Yeah, um, yeah. And they, there aren't a lot of assignments announced on Monday yet, <laughs> um, but they, that is one of the more favorable um, umpire situations. I'm looking it up now. I just have, it's, uh, it's Bruce Reckman behind home plate, who's a, a little bit of a, a starting pitcher favorable umpire. So both Jason Vargas and uh, Eliezer Hernandez for us, because they're so cheap um, in a good park environment and against somewhat weaker offenses, certainly the Marlins a weaker offense than the Mets. Um, they're okay for us as like dart throws and GPPs because they're so cheap. And I know Vargas has been god-awful uh, this season. There's, there's nothing to be excited about from Jason Vargas. Um, and Hernandez, the question is just how deep can he go into the game? Um, if, if he can give you five, then you're probably going to pay off that 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 price tag at forty seven hundred. Forty seven hundred bucks. You can have an all star team if you put him in the lineup. That's I'm, the good news. I'm such a square <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so, such a public guy. My two pitchers, uh, like Drew said earlier. Uh, yeah, Barrios and uh, Bueller. Mine are too. I was like, oh yeah. no, I was gonna go with Pavetta too. He's he's been lights out the what, last. So what about Pavetta? Pavetta is a good contrarian pivot. That guy won't be owned nearly as enough. People love the Braves offense. The Braves are super exciting as a young team, um, but Pavetta can can miss bats. He will be one of the contrarian high end starting pitchers tonight for sure. Uh, we got one minute uh, here, Drew, and uh, great stuff. Thanks for uh, for sharing uh, your knowledge uh, with us. Uh, Washington Nationals coming off the sweep against the Dodgers. Um, it seems like they're in a good spot against Erlin. Is it too good to be true? Do you like the Nats bats tonight? I think they're sneaky. Uh, I think they're pretty sneaky against left-handed pitching because people don't realize how good Anthony Rendon is against left-handed pitching. Yep. They don't realize the upgrades at the bottom of the lineup. Guys like Michael Taylor that hit lefties better than righties. So I do think they're pretty sneaky tonight against Robbie Erlin, who's fly ball prone. He doesn't work deep into games, and the bullpen behind him is really bad. I do think the Nats are a little bit of a sneaky contrarian sack tonight. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Well, you better get DailyRoto.com. Promo code $1. Otherwise, uh, you know, you don't have a open house. Nope, you're dead. You barely do already. Let's be real. <laughs> you said it, though. The double ups, like even, like, think about this. In golf, we had four, like five out of the six guys in the top ten. Like, you'll win that double up, but you, you can't get much higher than, you said it. This guy's entering $5 competitions. Basically, he said, you got to grind it out. Four to five, double, 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 double. Like it's a long grind, right? It's kind of like a marathon. It's not a sprint to get into the plus monies, man. You got to stick to the program. It's tough. 
Very difficult. Oh, Drew, that guy is sharp. Well, look, if Drew Dickmeyer knows everything about everything about everything, everything. about this and yeah. has all the best computer programs and optimizers, and it's not like it's doing it for him. He no. knows how to analyze it. Exactly. And you clearly hear how smart this guy is, and you basically admit it. You're not going to beat a guy no. like me. So we're pros. Yeah. That's that's the the thing. So if you want to play, um, you want to play fantasy sports. The best way is, and DraftKings isn't the only freaking fantasy sports. There's company lots out of there. yeah. We this guys, isn't a DraftKings show. Exactly. You know, we use DraftKings salaries for the most uh, part, but I think you look at some of the other ones like Fantasy Factor. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, there's one Drafters. There's like a there's a bunch of sort of these smaller ones. Less dangerous fish. The Drew Dinkmeyer's not wasting his time. Exactly. At. Right, fantasy factor. You can only enter once in the pools or whatever. You're winning two hundred bucks and stuff, right? But winning two hundred bucks is good. You know what? You know, for a gambler or a guy, you said. To, you're better off winning two hundred dollars playing in one of these other sites than you are taking a shot and getting crushed by Drew Dinkmeyer every night. And that's what even Dinkmeyer, <laughs> when he was talking about it, he said there was that one that they did seven hundred dollars. You win a seven hundred dollar one, that's a big difference. You get the bankroll cooking, Marenzi, and you know you could still well, get do, on a eater. I do fish through them. Listen, I haven't had any success playing fantasy baseball, dude. It's tough. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys. I'll give you my lineup and stuff. I'm not going to sit here and tell you this yeah. and that. And I'm putting work in. I but, do I, I yeah, every day. The work I'm putting in doesn't match up, and I can't match up. It's like me trying to catch up and beat Drew Dickmeyer at DFS is like uh, me telling Drew Dickmeyer to start playing guitar and get good as Steve Vai. Yeah. All right? Get good as Steve Vai in two years. We'll see you in two years. He's a pretty smart guy. Or probably me, find a computer if, program if you want to use the, yeah, good point. <laughs> if you want to use the cooking example, it's kind of like me versus Gordon Ramsay. I might be able to make a couple roasts, but I'm done. Like yeah. the pros and the yeah, kitchen. as good as yeah. true as this. Yeah. If we dropped him into a gaming world, yeah. he yeah. wouldn't know as much as we do about things, right? But he's so immersed in yeah, this. But I find baseball's tough, and I'll have a lot of good selections in baseball. You know, I should be like these fantasy writers. Actually, who just do? They seem yeah. smart. They give you four or five players in an article. Here's my value pick, and it does well. We, you know, we're actually giving lineups. I'm, I'm we actually, don't even have to give the lines, but I play the lineup, so I just share. I'm going to tell you something, Gabe. But to the same point, I don't win. Like when I go in those big golf contests, never won the big one, even though I've had top guys. The only way to do it is double up. And I'll give us stuff. I'll give us a little bit of credit too. When we're since we've been been doing the baseball, like getting lots of guys. It's it's just the whole getting the whole team together. Like one pitcher will get rocked. But remember that night, all our guys were smashing home runs, like tons and tons of offensive output. But it's got to be have, perfect. It's got to be perfect. We had some decent success with hockey. Yeah. Some decent oh, yeah. success. Not a couple hockey things, but very yeah. small. Well, you know, I did I did all right with hockey, NBA basketball. I do pretty good lineups. Yeah. But it's never good enough. Like, NBA, you need sheer freaking perfection. perfection. Like, there's no Baseball's room for Baseball's the same way. Like, you know, everyone on your NBA team needs to have put up, like, uh, you know, 62 points, essentially. Otherwise, you're going to fall short. NASCAR, I've won money NASCAR. I do okay with the head-to-heads and the double-ups and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I go back to it. To me, and I think, that you know, it's, that's why it's the most popular sport to play is fantasy football. The fantasy football, I don't fear Drew Dinkmeyer, and all respect to yes. him. I, you know what I mean? We just praised him as much as we possibly can. Yep. But when it comes to football, yeah, you might have your optimizer and stuff like that, but football is more random. I find I don't think the projections can be relied as much when it comes to football. Talking about big plays, Foot, pick yeah, sixes, punt not going to project whether a kid's going to turn his ankle when he's trying to knock down a pass or not. Right? I don't 
Baseball is so math driven. It's a mass sport. Oh, Golf is a mass sport. You know what I mean? There are these mass sports. Football's not a mass sport, Cam. It's a knock your head off sport. Right? There's a lot of different invariables in football that I just find I'm not just saying for me. Like I, I don't have a hope in hell when I play these other sports. I'm playing baseball. It's like I'm throwing money away. That's why now I just play like little. You know, I play this little. Have some fun. Put like a dollar catch, in. Try to win this. You know, catch lightning lucky. in a bottle. Yeah, maybe Fly one on. night every guy I have will hit two home runs. Like buying a lottery <laughs> ticket, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you might as well instead of going to see Surge yeah, at the exactly. convenience store, you go put it in here. That, that's it. But when it comes to football, I will. Like I love the millionaire maker. I'll throw like twenty bucks in. I'll do like five lineups and stuff. Camp. You know, I'll spend her. You know, I'll put five different lineups, hundred bucks. Play. You know, like uh, on a at a some point when I was rolling, I was playing like five hundred dollars Sunday morning on DraftKings camp. Awesome! Like I'd get all my NFL bets in, and I'd be like, "All right, get you know, I'm gonna play like five millionaire makers." And I never won massively. You know what I mean? I didn't hit eighteen k and twenty k and stuff like that. But once twenty bucks got me back fourteen hundred. That's huge for my football lineup. That that's pretty that, good. That's a difference maker. It's pretty good. Twenty. It's like a parlay. Twenty bucks got me yeah. fourteen. Another time, my twenty, my millionaire maker got me eight hundred bucks. Another time, four hundred bucks. Another time, like two hundred forty. My football millionaire maker lineups pay money. But like Drew said, the pools are so big, and there's not everyone's a sharp. Like Drew said, honestly, there's him. You know, Leone's really good. There's there's a there's probably about twelve of these guys, as a whole. You know what I mean? That are really these sort of expert sort of sharks in the water. They can only enter so many lineups in NFL football. And the NFL cam is such a big beast. You've got millions of people, right? There's millions of people playing. So even the sharks get drowned if you take, you know, you drain the swamp, right? There's so, even if you're a killer shark kid and you drop in, you drop in two million other fish around it, even the shark is screwed, You're right? saying, uh, yeah, you're saying. Even the shark is screwed. There's too many other fish eating everything, right? There's 500,000 barracuda. They're attacking the shark. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I like and that. And the public, though, the public will go with the, you know, oh, I'm going to take Tom Brady every week. And, you know, they're, they're going to go with the, the obvious stuff. But me personally, I do find that NFL football – the public has the best puncher's chance. I really do. I, th- I would say I would say hockey too. That's very random. NHL, yeah, NHL. You, the, the optimized computers really can't say no it. way. But people way still, too but random. there's still people doing a lot of lineups. There is one thing. Another thing I will say too, guys, and I this is coming from experience. All right, I can't uh, speak from experience like winning millions of dollars like Dinkmeyer has twice. He's won a million dollars twice. Is that um, you can um, you can win. You know, you can uh, win, though, uh, playing uh, playing the football. And, you know, there's just not as many, there's just not as many, um, there's just too many people playing. You know, like, you've, you've got a better puncher's chance. UFC is really tough. UFC, basically, you just, you need all the knockouts. That's the exact. You know, but not impossible. You got a pretty good puncher's chance. Golf is really hard, man. There's like it hundreds is. of thousands of people playing, and there's a lot of a lot of math guys, a lot, a lot of, of math really guys smart guys like Mayo and like projections. But and Dave, all that I'll tell you, stuff. like we're regular guys. This week was one time we had a like a crazy, crazy amount of guys. Oh, we crushed guys. it this week. Yeah, that's that what I'm saying. Golf, like I wish yeah, I went best in, golf lineups ever. ever. <laughs> it's like yeah, you'd winner in second, like an exacta. It's hard to do it all the time. You said it. And he brought up a great point. But I was going to say as well. Sorry, Cam. I lost yeah. my train. I was thinking we were, I was going so fast there. And I'm also <laughs> You're trying, fired up. No, I'm also punching in a credit card number in the DraftKings right now. I understand. At the same time that I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> but you know where you got a puncher's chance, Cam? 
is in the one-game knockoffs. The one-game knockoffs. Mm-hmm. It's so freaking random. You know what I mean? Like tonight, is Kyle Korver going to go off and hit seven threes? You take a chance that he will. Maybe yep. Jeff Green does. You could put in a bunch of one. The one games. Maybe Tatum goes also, bananas. You could have them. Yeah, because the advantage is, like, on Monday Night Football, Cam, you know a hell of a lot about the game. All right? You know this team, you yep. know that team. You For know sure. the ins and outs and stuff. Where you're going to get beat is the big volume. So all these games, you're like, oh, crap. I never thought about that tight end on Cleveland, the backup yep. that he's playing because of this guy. And, uh, you know what I mean? And a lot of times people get caught up in that too much. They play the injured guy that's stepping in because, oh, he's going to. I've done it before myself with running backs. But NBA basketball, if you're playing like the full slate, it's next to impossible to win, guys. Like Drew just said, he's got 150 lineups. You know, he, was, some other guys. That was the best year, Scott. Just go, 150. I'm just yeah. thinking after that, done. Yeah, no, exactly. So you got all those lineups. <laughs> it's over. But he's not going to have 150 lineups for the one matchup tonight. In the one game, because I know he knows it's, it's more random as well. So the single game matchup, you can do pretty well. I've done pretty well with it. Now, CFL football cam will be interesting. It's going to be awesome. Something that we should do well in. And I'll be honest yeah. with you. CFL football on DraftKings, I've done okay. But don't kid yourself and think that no one knows what they're doing. They do. Yeah, don't think, oh, you know, no, I've watched CFL my whole life. I know this. Doesn't mean you're going to win. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? I know. And, you know, and you, you talk about, I've been pissed about it a couple of times where I'm like, how the hell do these people know that this Zeistra guy was going to step up like what, this? Zilstra on Edmonton. Yeah, like yeah, they, I, love, I love Zilstra. They, you know, He's people, a possession machine. Yeah, people are pretty sharp. Like, fantasy they, guys are they freaking sharp. They figure it out quick. Yeah. If, you, if you follow the game, you know that Edmonton goes to Zilstra all the time. The only and thing, Riley got a great connection. The only thing good with the Canadian Football League is there's so much player changes with starting yes. lineups on a weekly basis. Great call. That, you know, there's a lot of injuries in the CFL. Guys get released. Like, you could be a good player and you get cut and traded midseason. It's a weird league like that. There's a high turnover of players and starting lineups. If you really, and I, you know, to be honest, I'm pissed off, but I'm only two days behind this. Camps only open this weekend. Yeah. Literally. Like, today, the Alouettes open today. Hamilton Tiger Cats open two days ago. Yesterday, whatever. Sunday. <laughs> I want to stay on top of it from day one. I want to know all the wide receivers. I want to know who's the, all right, keep your eye on this kid if he gets more of an opportunity. And we can do it the way to do it. But it's difficult. This isn't like, oh, you just go to ESPN or something. No, you got to dig. And another thing about the CFL. You got to go to the Montreal Gazette. You got to go to the Toronto Star. You got to go to the Saskatchewan Leader Times or whatever the hell it's called. Local papers, local guys. And I'll tell you another thing. No other league, like in the NFL, you know the good teams. CFL? There's times where a team can get, you know, crush it and then lose by 37 the next week. That's one thing about the league that's crazy, and that's why, you know, I, I find the randomness of the CFL going to be very interesting because you know, Gabe, things, like things change, man, like, like in the week, week by week to week. So I'm loading up here. Yeah. Like they have different options. Oh, yeah, 25, 100, 250. Other. I like how they, they had me automatically. Go to 250. Yeah, no, there I was, was a, about to click it, too. The best is there wasn't a 125, 150. It's I was like, about yeah. to click it, too. I'm like, no, no, I don't want to put 250. No, you want to go uh, smooth. 100, right? Or, no, no. So, you know. Okay. We're going with a smooth 25. <laughs> 25. Welcome to my I'm, world, buddy. I'm man enough to admit it. Yeah, I'm not putting another oh, 100 in. I'm, I'm man enough to tell you I got problems. I'll tell you, though, the CFL, it's going to be interesting because one because one week, one guy is going to do something, and you said it. These guys come out of nowhere in this league a lot of the time. Like, Zilster was pretty he was pretty consistent because him and Riley, they had a, a chemistry. Yeah, but then he was price, targeted. And his price went up right yes, away. Yes, exactly. In the CFL, you're going to find diamonds in the rough all the time. It's going to be a lot of fun, buddy. 
a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, I can't wait. You're, you said it, man. There's a lot of these guys. Who's, who's going to be the one receiver to step up from a small American school? The, that's the one thing that's different between that league and other things. The Canadian ratio and compared to American, there is. And you said it. Transactions. Guys in, guys yep. out, guys in, guys out. you got to be on top of that stuff. That league changes by the minute, man. It, it changes real quick. So I was talking about taking Hernandez. Yeah, he was $4,700. That's really cheap. If you take a $4,700 pitcher, you could basically put every other guy at like I know. You 45 really and above. Stack, stack those bats, man, after that. Big time. Big you, time. You can stack those bats. Got some interesting. Yeah, I got, uh, I got some guys. I, I really like tonight's lineup. I was doing some like early morning research, too. There's a lot of good matchups. I don't think just going about but against Cologne, like I have a couple Yankees in my lineup, but I like where you're going with the Marlins tonight against the Mets. I think there's a couple Marlins that you can look at. I'm taking one in, in my run lineup for sure. Vargas is 0-3 with an ERA at 13.3. Like Marenzi, he's a gas can. Right? There's, the Marlins are in a good situation to, to play tonight. I'm actually going to bet them at plus 120. You're taking the Marlins? I am betting them tonight, yes. I got, I'll, I'll one-up you on that. I'm taking the uh, Texas Rangers. I love, oh, with Cologne tonight yeah. against Tanaka, plus 190. Tanaka's 0-4 the last four times he's been to Texas. Awesome. Yeah, no, I think there's a lot of, uh, like, take a look at the big dogs tonight. And I'm going to do I'm gonna do one thing, Brancy. Again, this team's starting to actually, they came through for me this weekend. Chicago White Sox actually started to play some good baseball. I think they might be on the card tonight. And the Orioles, when they get away from Baltimore, bad things happen. <laughs> the cash man, he gives it away. I think I might go with my boy Santiago tonight, looking like a nice short price for a team that's starting to play better. Man, these baseball names all sound like a cocaine cartel. What, yeah, Santiago? Even, you know, my lineup is, yes, you got Santiago. Barrios and Santiago. I got Escobar. Yeah, exactly. I've noticed. I like Colón, Santiago, and Berrios. There's a lot of Escobars. Vargas, too. There's a lot of Escobars. Oh, there's a million Escobars. The uh, the Latin American contingent's really taken over baseball. Big time. It really is. I think it's like 52% now or something. No, it's, it's huge. Like half right. the league you're is right. Hispanic, basically. When you're going to the, the DraftKings, I see Escobar. No, Escobar. Which one? All those, yeah, all those names, you're right. There's a million. I didn't even realize. No, Hernandez, too. How many guys named Alcides are there? Like Martinez, Hernandez, Escobar, man. Lots. Lots of them. <laughs> <laughs> I like our lineups tonight, though. I, I have a really good feeling about tonight. There's, like, a good mix of guys, and you know what I mean? Save some money at the pitching position. Like, I'm not going to go out and get the, the top guy, but I think the bat, the bats tonight, I have uh, I have a lot of faith in guys with some good histories. I did what you did. You know, you go th- run the numbers, and I'm going to take guys who've had success against these guys. All right. Hopefully so it works out. I'm taking Barrios. We talked about Barrios, Minnesota. They're hosting Detroit uh, tonight. Uh, Detroit, the 308 uh, Woba against righties. Of course, Miguel Cabrera not in the lineup as well. Barrios, um, five uh, five home starts uh, this year, 0.79 a whip Yep. Uh, at uh, home. Um, he got rocked. Um, he got rocked uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, on, on the road, though. Yeah, he settled down in his last start. Cam mentioned it uh, back at home, put up uh, 10 uh, strikeouts. I like uh, Barrios here tonight. Uh, Walker Bueller, I'm telling you guys, the Dodgers are a streaky team. They're going to rattle off a big win streak uh, right now. He got lit up in his last start, uh, but uh, he's been rock solid, uh, man, for the most part. Uh, he hasn't given up a single home run either at Dodger Stadium. Uh, yeah, he's got a 1.64 earned run average at home. My catcher is Grandal with the Dodgers. Not killing it like he was earlier in the year, but he's got three home runs. 
in his last uh, six games. And I think the Dodgers are about to uh, to heat up uh, here. Taking uh, Nationals, Matt Reynolds, a nice spot versus Robbie Erland here. Um, and Matt Reynolds got five hits and four, uh, four RBIs in his last four games. Second base, Brian Dozier. I don't really like Dozier here, to be honest. Actually, I, I do like Dozier. He's in my lineup. but He's in a good spot. I'm buying into the projections. You know, this is a projection one for me. Yep. Uh, talking about Anthony Rendon earlier against Erlin. Anthony Rendon in my lineup, he's got four for six with a home run in his career against Erlin. Escobar, similar situation here versus uh, Hardy here. All the projections uh, like Escobar here a lot. Uh, Minnesota's Escobar uh, hits lefties hard. And you know what's weird about this? Escobar, though, you talk about home and road splits. Escobar is actually a much better hitter um, on the road for some reason than back home. Uh, Bryce Harper. Uh, Bryce Harper got, uh, he was terrible over the weekend, Cam. One for 10. Yeah, he's really, yeah. Over the weekend, one for 10, and he actually struck out. He struck out five times. Uh, terrible, terrible weekend yeah, for him. But yeah, great player. He he'll rebound. Yeah, I like I'm, I like buying into guys like this so that that are cold. Listen, he's four for four against Robbie Erland, Cam. Erland's uh, four hit, for four. He's hard. got five RBIs. Giancarlo Stanton's on a ten for twenty run right now. Uh, like him, and uh, Matt Camp is in my lineup. You know he's hitting four fifty five with runners in scoring position. I like he. We'll recap our lineup on the other side. We'll get Cam's lineup as well. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. We get a lot of feedback from the Johnny Manziel poll question. Up to 331 votes right now. Where are we sitting at, bust? How do you think Johnny Manziel will do in the CFL? 37% say star. 26% say bust, not last. 37% say he'll be an average player. Good poll. When I say average, I mean he'll play, but he'll just be another guy, you know? Third, so yeah. third's tied between what is bu- star and average. Twenty six so says bust. We, we have to put this into context, though. Bust means probably out of the league in a couple of years. No, bust means out of the league this year. Sucks, pans out, gets kicked off the team in four weeks, quits. Um, that could happen. Bust. Yeah, I'm starting to. I'm starting to think bust even more and more these days. Put it this way: If Johnny Manziel is Johnny Manziel going to want to stand there as a backup, he might just say, "This sucks. I don't want to stand here in Hamilton and not even play." And if things are going well with Masoli. That's the thing. There's no guarantee he's going to get the starts. But I highly disagree with you as far as the um, as far as far the seven and a half starts, Cam. Okay. Well, you're allowed to disagree. I, I'm going to say. He's going to start, man. He'll be starting by week four, okay. week three, well, by week I, four. I, I, I really do. I believe Masoli's Masoli. not that good. I know he's not. But I, I, we have to see what Menzel's going to do. I'm going to stand by it, Marenzi. I like the under There's seven no and a half. There's no way in hell they brought in Johnny Menzel not to play him. They could play him, and he could play like shit, and then he might only get a couple starts. That's a good point. I'm not, like I said, I'm not, put it this way. I'll be looking to bet against him more than on him yeah. in his first couple of starts. 
Mm-hmm. I won't be like, oh, Johnny Manziel's starting. I'm going to take the Tiger Cats. You've I'll be seen, like, oh, Johnny Manziel starting. I'm taking the uh, the Renegades. Very few guys come into the CFL in the first starts as quarterback and light it up. It takes a while to get acclimated to the league. Guys yeah. get hammered That's in their first point. starts. That's a good point. But the expectation level, because he's Johnny Manziel, yeah, well, is going to be pretty high. I have a, I have a low expectation, Mark. <laughs> Very low. Hey, I don't wish ill will upon anybody. I hope he. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he does well. I just, I just got a bad feeling about it. You got to really, just because it's the CFL, man. You got to, you got to put the time in, and I'm not sure if he's going to do it. All right. So my, uh, my lineup: Berrios, Bueller, Grandal, Matt Reynolds, uh, Brian Dozier, Anthony Rendon, Escobar, Minnesota's Escobar, Eduardo Escobar, uh, Bryce Harper. Pretty simple name right there. Yeah, that one's easy. Yeah, the white guy from Las Vegas <laughs> with the blonde hair. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton is starting to heat up right now. And then Matt Kemp. I'm telling you, the Dodgers, guys, keep your eye on the Dodgers. Bats, Dodgers going to win this game tonight, and I think Matt Kemp uh, is going to be part of it. What do you got for us, Cam Stewart? Well, Gabe, I was gonna, we were going to have the exact same pitchers, and then I started to think about it. So I'm going to keep Berrios. I really like the price at $8,500. I like he had 10 strikeouts his last game. And you want to take a look at home road splits. He does really, really well fantasy-wise and reality-wise at home. He's a different pitcher on the road, and they're at home tonight against Detroit. Love the situation. I'm going with Nick Pavetta at $9,100. I love your call with Bueller. He was on my. He was going to be my guy. But uh, Pavetta, 38 DK points his last start, 27. He's getting major, major strikeouts as well, which I really like. And the Atlanta Braves, they're a team that people are going to play on, but Philadelphia at home. I like the situation there with Pavetta again at a very nice price. Vargas is a gas can for the Mets. Watch this guy. When I say that, he'll probably pitch his ass off and like have a complete game two hitter. But JT Realmuto of the uh, Marlins is a wicked catcher, one of the best in the business. He's hitting 311, six dingers. Man, this guy is fantastic, and I love him at $4,000. Eric Hosman, uh, Eric Hosmer, sorry, my former buddy from the Royals with Cheese, now with San Diego. Hosmer, five at-bats, two of those home runs, five for ten, two home runs, also steals against my boy Gio Gonzalez. Great numbers against him, Gabe. Small sample size, $4,000. He's a guy I like. We're both on Brian Dozier tonight. He's in a real nice matchup against the Detroit Tigers at $3,900. I got to go with my ginger friend from your Los Angeles Dodgers, Justin Turner. $3,800. Two for five with a home run versus Marquez with a couple RBIs as well. He's a guy that can get to him. Didi Gregorius against Cologne. Cologne giving up 43% hard contact to right-handed bats. I like that situation for a couple Yankees. That gives me Giancarlo Stanton, an absolute stud. Gabe talked about the 10 for 20 running $5,100. You got to pay, but it's dinger time. Joey Gallo, $4,100. I use him a lot. Might strike out might go deep he's got 13 on the season and a nice play tonight versus mr kennedy for a cheap price dexter fowler eight for 32 against kennedy four walks two couple doubles couple triples man and five runs against mr kennedy i like dexter fowler at a cheap price gabe that is my baseball lineup all right let's get to some games uh, right now Yeah, let's do it yeah, we did talk a lot about the NHL, actually, uh, today. Well, we talked a lot about Las Vegas making it, but Listen, we um, did talk about Washington and Tampa Bay. You, 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 you might have missed that game. I wasn't sure if you were back. I think that was your last uh, your last medal show was that game because the Vegas game was Sunday you came back, so I'm not sure. The Washington Capitals got hosed in that game. There was a real cheesy goal, and they Barry Trotz didn't really argue. The puck was punched in. Washington totally outplayed these guys in, in the second half of the game. I admit, Vasilevsky, though, Gabe, a guy that we worried about, he's playing a lot better. But Holtby, ever since he let in cheesy goals, he stood on his head and gave them a chance. 
I know a lot of people think Tampa Bay is the play. I'm on Washington tonight. I think this series goes seven. More good news for the Las Vegas Golden Knights as these teams can pummel and kill each other. So I'm going to go with Washington tonight. Ovechkin, desperation at home. Holtby, desperation with Washington. This series goes the distance. I liked it better at 25 cents. I'm going to take the Washington Capitals at 35 cents. What's your opinion on this game? And I also think uh, the last game did go under. We might see. I can think they're going to shut down Tampa tonight. Yeah, we've seen uh, the, the NHL has gotten lower scoring right now over the last couple of games. Yeah, and they're keeping the sixes intensity. out there. Yeah, exactly, because the intensity is uh, rising right now. I like the under six here, but I'm going to go with the Tampa Bay Lightning in this spot. Even though, um, as I wrote earlier on my Patreon uh, page, patreon.com slash rage, I would be lying if I said I know what's going to happen here, Cam. Except I didn't say Cam. I just said I'd be lying if I didn't know what's going to happen here. <laughs> Nobody knows what's going to happen, Gabe. That's the mystery of life. But uh, the Washington Capitals appear to be done uh, right now. Tampa mm. Bay, you mentioned Vegas is already Ooh. in. Tampa want to nail down that spot and get 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 uh, get after it uh, right now. Now, the question isn't if Tampa's going to win tonight, Cam. The only question is whether they touch the trophy after they win tonight. <laughs> I love it. Uh, no, listen, they're plus 105. It's a toss-up. Road teams have been dominant Actually, here. Actually, you're getting 15 cents now. Oh, has it gone up? Yep. Good. Now, people are fading me. Uh, give me the uh, – I like the under six a lot. I like the lightning. Now, NBA basketball, I'm going to lay the points with the Cavs. It's gone up to seven right now. It was six and a half. It's up to seven right now. A lot of people will say the Cavs have been money burners at home uh, this year, and it's true. They only cover like 12 times or something like that. But you look at the playoffs right now, they're on a 6-0 and straight-up run uh, at home. You combine that with the fact that the Boston Celtics are 1-5 and on the road uh, this year in the playoffs with every loss, all five losses in the playoffs for the Celtics on the road have been by double digits. There hasn't been a single damn game in the uh, conference championships uh, here in Eastern Conference and Western Conference that have been decided by 13 points or less. The Cavaliers are a streaky team. They but, are. Uh, Green, uh, Green, Love, Corver. These guys all play better at home in the playoffs. What about the, what about the total two hundred six? I can tell you one thing. Finally, going to creep over the number in the it's West. Three and zero. You know the, the problem other. with the over in the Western Conference final is one team gets one. Tw- they're, they're getting blo- the other team can't get to ninety, and you're and you're falling Look, short last, on big the last, totals. The last two games in yes. Boston stuff. It was two hundred five. It got the two hundred one. It was two hundred six. It got the two two hundred three. Whatever. Very close. It's always like a basket or two short. And there was the one game in game one where it was never even close. It was never in question. The series is now 3-0 to the under. I think tonight it's actually going to get there. I think the Cavs are going to win. The Celtics will be a little bit better. Cavs win this game like 113-102 or something like that. Um, so I'm laying the points for the Cavaliers, and I'm going to go over uh, the number. I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Lightning as underdogs, and I'm going to go under uh, six. Now, Major League uh, Baseball. Uh, my favorite pitcher, and Cam's uh, Cam hates the guy, Gio Gonzalez. I don't hate Gio Gonzalez at all. No, I know. I'm just. <laughs> I love he's it. Just... The, he's just my nemesis because when I say he's going to be shit, he's great. And when he's great, he, say he's going to be great, he's shit. Gio Gonzalez on the hill for the Nationals yeah. tonight. The Nationals just got swept by the Dodgers. I think they're going to rebound. Good matchup tonight. Yeah, they get Robbie Erlin uh, tonight. Anthony Rendon, we talked about a DFS uh, portion. Anthony Rendon is uh, four for six against him. Uh, Bryce Harper's four for four. To me, the, the Gio Gonzalez, Gio Gonzalez, very, very good at home as well, Kim. It's interesting. The Padres actually hit. The current Padres hit two ninety nine against Gio Gonzalez, but so he gets hit against them, but he gets out of trouble against them. So, uh, yeah, give me the Washington Nationals I, tonight. I like that pick, your DFS pick of Mark Reynolds tonight. He's kind of flying under the radar. He's Matt saying, Reynolds, it, I got what? No, Mark Reynolds of the Nationals, right? 
Yeah, he's hit batting four, 455, two home runs, four RBIs, 1.629 OPS. Oh, Mark Reynolds, yeah, sorry. Mark Reynolds, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he's yes, in, sorry, he's yeah. In, no, it's okay, it's Mark Reynolds, the former Rocky. No, he's in a good spot tonight against him. Also, Gabe, take a look. He's sorry, been, I confused him with Matt Adams. Yeah, so Matt, well, excuse me. Same, they're, they're same, 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 type, same type, same type, like, yeah. The same Matt team. Adams, Matt Adams. <laughs> same matchup. Yeah, I was, no, I was like, did I take Adams? No, because I, like, yeah. I looked at Reynolds' rap, too, and his numbers. I know he hasn't played a lot this year, but, man, well, he's in a real good spot. He just I, got, I like that he, was, he just got brought up. That's right. He's a pro hitter, this guy. 33 DK points in his first game back. Zimmerman, uh, Zimmerman's out. So uh, Zimmerman he, was hot. He's getting uh, he's getting a look right now, yeah. I like that pick. So, yeah, I like the Nationals to win the game here. So, this is one, and this is courtesy. Um, I'm going down Mark Lawrence's train here. Let's give him credit for this. This is the old nose. Oh, oh, no, oh, yeah. Hold on. Put the clothespin in? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I don't have Put a... the pl- I got a couple at home. This is like going into St. John, New Brunswick with the sulfur. Oh, yeah, lots of sulfur. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you need to live on the edge. Yes, it's Bartolo Colon versus the Yankees' bats. But Bartolo Colon has got a 2.93 earned run average and a 0.87 whip uh, this year. 22 strikeouts and just three walks in his last six starts. Tanaka. Um, Tanaka. He's 0-4 in his career in Texas. Against Texas. You know what, Texas? He's 0-2 in this park. It's a bad park for him. Reiki, Reiki. Give me the Texas Rangers plus 185, and I'll tell you what will happen now. The Rangers are going to lose a heartbreaker. I'm going to come really close. I'm gonna, oh, well, like, why did I take him plus one and a half? I'll take a chance, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and here's another plus money play I got uh, for you guys. I hear the Cardinals and the Dodgers parlay. Cheap, 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 cheap. Uh, Ian Kennedy on the hill uh, tonight for the Royals. Uh, you know when the last time uh, Kennedy won a baseball game? Long time ago, Gabe. April seventh. Yep. I also, he got, hasn't won in his last oh, seven starts. I got great news for you, Gabe. You want to? want to hear? He's, a, he's three and six yep. all time versus the Cardinals. What, Kansas yep. City Royals are just fourteen, seven and fourteen on the road uh, this year. I'm telling you, the Dodgers have heated up right now. They won seven nothing in Miami on Thursday. They go into Washington. They sweep the Nationals. They won four straight. The bats are coming alive. You still Puig's coming alive. Matt Kemp's getting it done. Um, Dodgers are going to win this game tonight. So are the Cardinals. Cardinals Dodgers parlays plus one twenty seven. I got great news for you when it comes to the Cardinals from my database. The St. Louis Cardinals are hitting 292 combined, all the guys starting in the lineup tonight, with three home runs, 14 runs, and 72 at-bats against Mr. Kennedy. So lots of guys on that team, Gabe. Good good news from a betting perspective. A lot of guys have had success versus the Royals with cheese pitcher. Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. <laughs> the Aussie, Mr. Cowley. Oh, yeah. Mr. Crowley. Yeah. Mr. Kennedy. Mr. Crowley was. Mr. Kennedy. Mr. Crowley was Mr. Crowley. Crowley. What went, went down wrong. in your head? What went wrong in your what head? What went wrong in your head? That's right. And uh, for Kennedy, it's uh, Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. What went wrong with your pitch? What went wrong with your fastball? It got smoked. See, uh, Gonzalez, uh, here's an interesting one. Washington Nationals uh, parlayed with the Cleveland Cavaliers on the money line is plus 106. You're doing the two-game parlay dance. Just throwing it out there. Yep, throw it out there. Let people know you're right. Uh, Now Tampa Bay, I'm getting plus 150. Told you, man. That's uh, A lot of people uh, like that pooch. I'm riding the Capitals. I, I, they showed a lot of fight in that last game, but you know what? <laughs> what are you going to do? It's hockey, Marenzi, hot goalie. That's the thing about this thing. Vasilevsky, you, let's call it up for what it is. Vegas plays great hockey, defense hockey. Marc-Andre Fleury, some of the saves this guy's making, he's in a, he's a, in a zone. That puck's as big as a beach ball. And now that Vasilevsky is starting to figure out, Tampa Bay can be a very scary hockey team. 
But Holtby will be playing his best, too. Maybe that's uh, where you're going with that under. Keep digging. It's going to be a traditional, traditional Stanley Cup between two great hockey markets. Of Tampa Bay, Florida, and Las Vegas, Nevada. It, it, it doesn't get it. I know. No, no, who likes it? Gary loves it more than anybody. No too. snow allowed. My experience, exactly. No snow allowed. They better get a good uh, rink guy in there. Right? They have that one guy from like Edmonton when it's minus forty to keep the ice real cool. Think about this. As Most, long as it progresses, Tampa Bay and Vegas. Oh God, how's the temperature? Almost every warm weather location team has won. Tampa Bay have won a cup yes, twice. They have. Haven't they won two? They've won two cups. Tampa Bay's won twice. Um, the Ducks have won. Yes. The Ducks have won twice, or yeah. was it once? Kings have won twice. The Kings have won twice. Sharks haven't won. The Sharks never won, and the Coyotes. Hey, Panthers got close oh, a couple times. Oh, the Panthers times. have made it. Yeah, yeah they, they made it win. when when Dougie McLean was there. Yeah, it seems like the colder weather, the, the nope. city you're in, you suck. Yep. So, yeah, <laughs> it's true. MyBookie.ag, get a 50% sign-up bonus. Yep. Uh, promo code GTD. Get a 50% sign-up bonus. MyBookie.ag. So you listen to the show in, uh, the, in the comments uh, section? You had Drew Dinkmeyer on earlier. You're going to get uh, his expert knowledge in the Daily Roto Club. Uh, $1 is the promo code. Just go over to DailyRoto.com. Use promo code $1. Get all the access to all the information for the rest of the month. For just $1, it's still worth it. And uh, if you want to play free Daily Fantasy Baseball, and get involved with DKMS. Now, DKMS are great people, helping to fight um, uh, blood cancer, cancer and uh, help people find uh, donors and uh, transplant donors, etc. So, DKMS.com, also big sports fans. So, check out DKMS.com slash FNTSY and see how you can play free daily fantasy base. And if you're good at it and you win, you can win two tickets to a World Series game this year, the 2018 uh, World Series, two tickets to a World Series a game, and uh, it's free to enter. So uh, check out uh, DKMS.com slash F-N-T-S-Y. Gabe, I'm, uh, you, t- you talked about it earlier. I'm going with the Boston Celtics tonight at plus seven. I think it's uh, a little bit too many points. I think this game they keep a lot closer. I really liked how angry they were after getting blown out. I know, I know, their, their road record is atrocious. They're not the same team, but tonight I really think they battle and understand how important this game is, and we finally see a close game in the NBA playoffs. NHL, I'm locked and loaded with Washington. I think Holtby does his job tonight. I think Ovechkin is So in other possessed. words, we're on other sides of the NBA and the NHL game. But, but not MLB. <laughs> and MLB, I'm going with your Los Angeles Dodgers and Bueller. Bueller. Minus one, though, because I don't want to lay that juice. I'm also going to take Zach Greinke. I love that kid. Arizona minus 135. Pavetta and Philadelphia at a pick The White Sox. Hey, you won a few games for me. Minus 115. And my pooch, the Miami Marlins against the Mets. Plus 120. And to recap, I'm laying the points. Cleveland rolls. Game goes over the number. Tampa Bay wins, advances to the Stanley Cup Championship. The game goes under six. No! Gio Gonzalez wins for the Nationals. Bartolo Colon, big dog, plus 185. Cardinals, Dodgers, plus 127 parlay.